Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So imagine a world for a second where there are no books. Hmm. We never got to learn about some of the greatest stories, you know, ever told. Where, are we talking there were no scrolls or anything? Or no. are we talking no books specifically? Let's say books. Okay. But you, but you bring up, that's an interesting question. But let's say no books. So okay. uh, the average person would have never gotten to hear about, you know, the, <laughs> the greatest stories ever told. There'd be nothing to curl up with on a rainy day or before bed. No, um, well, I won't say no bedtime stories because I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, movies and TVs probably aren't as good or as fun because so many good ideas come from from the books that were turned into things, right? But it's even more than that because let's think about all the nonfiction books. Think about all the oh, yeah. books where we get knowledge, you know, we, we learn from. And, you know, just what a boring world it would be and what a, a world where people didn't – probably didn't think as much as they, they think today and know as much. So there was a time when there was no books or there were no books, right? That was um, That was before the 1400s, but even a little bit after that. But – so people, when it comes to like stories, and we've talked about this before, oral storytelling, like, mm-hmm. like when people would pass down stories and they, like you'd gather around the fire and I'll tell stories, like that would still happen. So a lot of like the stories we know may have still been passed down, though they may have changed. Have you ever played the game Telephone? Yes. Where you, <laughs> you start by like saying a word and you see if it's the same word by the time have, you get to the end. Have listeners played, do you think? Do you think everyone knows what Telephone is? You know, that's a good question. Because should we I, explain it? Oh, well, that's basically it. So you start whispering. So so one person picks like a silly word or just a word and they whisper it in one person's ear. Like you're sitting in a circle and then everybody whispers it in someone else's ear. And then the last person says it out loud. And some like most of the time it's like a different sentence or a different word, whatever you choose to say. Mm -hmm. So it's just how things get lost, right? Like the meaning changes, like as you tell more people. So books obviously fix that because stories – you know, had it written a certain way, though we just talked about book censorship. So maybe, maybe even books get lost in translation. But yeah, so stories probably may have still been passed down to us. There's a big tradition of oral storytelling, but information was very limited, um, like very limited. In fact, I like to tell the story a lot it, when uh, like in churches back in the day, there would be one Bible and it would be chained to the pulpit because that mm-hmm. was the only Bible, right? Because people had to handwrite things like that's how you got books. And think about how limited that would be because most people didn't know how to write, but most people also didn't know how to read. And why would they there if there were no books, right? And this gets really scary because when you have only one person who holds that power, that one person is going to control the information. You know, there could have been somebody reading the Bible who was saying things that were never in the Bible because you were relying on that one person. But that goes yeah. for things like government too, right? They could be just telling you something is the way it is and it's not the way it is, but how would you know when you don't have access to books? So I want to talk about just how books changed the entire world today because they really did. And I think the big one, which I kind of mentioned, was just, you know, how it challenged authority. But we've talked about the printing press before, so I won't get too much into that. But the Gutenberg press was uh, like mid 1400s. So it's a very long time ago is when that was invented and that changed the game because that allowed like something to print instead of having to handwrite everything, which made books become uh, more widely available to people, mm-hmm. right? People could get them. But think about it this way. Just because people could get them doesn't mean everybody could get them because one, they were expensive 
And so you had people that just couldn't afford them. And two, you had most people just couldn't read. And again, why would they? There were no books. So it took a while for that to catch on. But the printing press changed the world, obviously, because that made information more accessible and people were reading books you know they were they were becoming empowered by the information that they learned but not only that i'm i consider myself a very creative person i'm a i'm a writer and a performer and i think about all the inspiration i've got i've gotten from reading a book like you know even a fiction book like i just get so inspired by them and i think about what the world would be like without them and it, it makes me sad and also even though I love I love watching like a good tv show or a good movie but there's something about getting lost in a book Ronnie I think you're a big reader too so maybe yeah. you can relate to well that. I was actually thinking have you ever heard of the book words on fire by Jennifer Nielsen no uh, so Jennifer Nielsen is a really great author she writes historical fiction for kids I've read of or will listen to audiobooks of several of her things. And I think our readers would really like her a lot. But as we're talking about this, I was thinking of this one book called Words on Fire. And I just uh, looked it up online so I could remember the year that it was referencing. But so um, it's set in 1893 in Lithuania. And apparently when the Roman, uh, the Roman, the Russian soldiers were taking over Lithuania, one of the things they were doing is they were trying to get rid of all of the Lithuanian books. Everything that was written in their language because they wanted their Russian language to be the only language spoken. So one of the things they were trying to do is get rid of all of their, all of the books they had about all of their history and things like that. They were basically trying to like erase their culture. So the whole story is about trying to save books. And so they're smuggling books across the border to be able to try to get them to people. Um, it was a really interesting story and it's a historical fiction. So it's based on a true story, but it just totally popped into mind as you were talking, because we're talking about the importance of books and how books change the world. And books are so important that in the 1890s, people were risking their lives in order to smuggle books just to save them. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a really cool story that I didn't know. So that's good to know is it just, again, brings to point the power of books and how they change the world and also um, how they've, uh, I've talked about how they threatened authority. And you think about during Nazi Germany, how they burned books and we see people Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, censor books now. And it's crazy to me how much authority figures fear fear knowledge and, and, and fear books because they think like, okay, if people get their hands on this, what information will they learn? And it makes me think of, uh, I've talked about a lot because my favorite, one of my favorite parts about American history was the American pamphlet. And I believe I've done a whole episode on this before, but part of the, the way that words, the ideas of the revolutionary war and individual liberty were spread during the revolutionary war were, um, because of pamphlets, because Mm -hmm. people like, um, Thomas Paine, and uh, Benjamin Franklin did more newspaper stuff, but Thomas Paine was the big one, would write down their philosophy, their belief in these pamphlets, and then the, they would print them on printing press, distribute them throughout the colonies. Because remember, information didn't travel as fast back then. There was no internet. There wasn't telephone. There wasn't radio, right? The only way to get things from place to place were either people traveling and giving speeches or these pamphlets. And so... Mm-hmm the greatest ideas were even born of these. So it's, it's so crazy to me, like how one small thing, like a printing press or, you know, one book can change the world. And another thing about books that I think is pretty cool is the lessons we learn from them, even fiction. Cause I get really lost in non, I read a lot of nonfiction that I think I forget 
a lot of times how valuable fiction is, which is funny to me because I'm like a storyteller in my life. But um, a lot of times I tell real people's uh, stories. But, um, you know, all the lessons you can learn because books, books all teach us something about human nature, like even fiction or, you know, even books like that are fantasy. There's still how people act and how people treat each other. And so books also help us you know, learn, learn those things and books written in different places. So I read a lot of Russian literature. I find it fascinating. I don't know why. <laughs> kind of dry and dark, but I like Russian literature. And you also find out about how other people in different cultures act. Like there are some universal truths where all humans kind of do certain things the same. Um, but then you have different cultures do something. So I'm not just learning information like I said about like politics and things like that, you learn informations about or information about different people because I've actually never traveled. I traveled out of the country once, but I don't count it because I went to Aruba, which is in the Caribbean. <laughs> but I stayed at a very nice hotel and I never left the hotel the whole time. So you I should kind of, like, do more travel. I should do more travel. I travel a lot within the United States, but I keep telling myself that my plan is to go to Amsterdam in a few in, in like next summer, not this summer, but next summer. So hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. But but because I don't, I can travel through books, right? I can I can read what people in France are like. I've mentioned a bunch of times that my favorite book is Count to Monte Cristo. And that's even though that's France years and years and years ago. But um, I, li- I like to to really just sit back and admire all the knowledge we get from something as simple as as a book. And I think we take for granted how easy they are to get these days. Even back when we were younger, Ronnie, you had to have like your mom take you to the bookstore. I remember it was a very big deal to have my mom. Every time I finished a boxcard children book, one of my favorite books, <laughs> she would take me to a bookstore and I would get another one. And mm-hmm. that was like a really special thing to me. And it's actually kind of funny how today all I do is go on Amazon <laughs> and two days later the book comes to my house or even quicker than that I can get an ebook right I can get a book on my on my phone in in two seconds um and I don't even remember the last time I went to a library because I just I just have to sit in my home and you know press buttons and order them but but just just think think about a world without books and how sad that would be and how lucky we are to have them next time you read them because it's one of those things that I think like the internet and all these modern conveniences we just take for granted because we mm-hmm what it would be without them. So I will leave it there. We'll wrap it up. So don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, guys, we'll talk to you later. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.